Hi and welcome back to the Victim to Victor podcast. My name is Anu and I am your host. In previous podcasts I have elaborated on infidelity and how to tackle the aftermath of it. I have also spoken about the vicious cycle of depression. If you have not listened to them already you may find them helpful if you have ever been victim to infidelity or a sufferer of depression. In this podcast episode, I will talk about the impact that judgment and suppression can have on our mental health and how we can put a stop to this to allow us to live in a more loving society where we understand and accept each other. Judgment, also known as adjudication, means the evaluation of evidence which we use to make a decision. As soon as we enter a room, we are judged instantly. When we speak, we are judged. We are judged for our accents, our demeanour, our style of clothing, our jobs and even our friends. With the rise of technology and social media, judgment is becoming a bigger problem than ever. We are constantly inundated with explicit judgments as we monitor the number of likes, favourites, retweets, positive emoticons and favourable and unfavourable comments on our online status updates. As we have evolved, we have unfortunately adopted a nature where we are too quick to arrive at conclusions and are way too comfortable with labelling other people. We can be extremely impulsive as we judge people way too easily and often fail to realise the direful imprint it leaves on their mental health. We often fail to empathise because we tend to never really understand people and their stories. Regrettably, we never even try to understand people. We make instantaneous character assumptions based on external characteristics, which could even be the same bias that we have been potentially fighting against ourselves. For we know, the gentleman who gets humiliated, embarrassed and infantilised from time to time for being fat or overweight is suffering from an eating disorder. The lady who we assume lacks punctuality and who we may call lazy for being late to work could be suffering from clinical depression. The person whom we label as thick for scoring poorly on exams may have to work multiple shifts in order to support their family. Judgment and the vicious cycle that accompanies it is simply a product of our own internalised misogyny and misandry. Some people believe that understanding requires more effort, whereas judging is easier. It was the psychologist Carl Jung who once said, thinking is difficult, that is why most people judge. Judgment may or may not be a gendered concept, but we cannot ignore the fact that many times, even to this day, the victims of judgment in many societies, especially within various cultures, are females. In fact, we can very well establish that it is mostly women who have limited participation in public life, restricted decision-making, devalued role expectations. It is women who mostly experience violence and sexual abuse. 
social and economic stresses coupled with the inequitable burdens imposed by gender role expectations can negatively impact on one's health, happiness and potential for personal fulfilment and achievement. Now that we have gathered a brief picture of what judgment looks like, let us dwell further on its cause and impact on a person's sense of expression and communication. Firstly, competition, comparison and being judged often result in stress, anxiety, depression and lack of self-worth. You begin to interpret your worth based on external indicators such as seeking approval and the attention of others, which leads to feelings of vulnerabilities. Being in an environment saturated with judgment leads to lack of decision making and a lack of confidence. Being judged can make you feel isolated, ashamed, misunderstood, criticised and demeaned. Judgment can also result in people becoming less confident in themselves and others, meaning they are less inclined to talk about their emotions and problems and ask for help that they may require. Another issue which exists in cultures and something which I suffered from in my culture is that of suppression and a lack of communication. Being sexually abused when I was little, I was taught to brush this issue under the carpet and to pretend that it never even happened. I did just that and was then having to face harsh consequences of trauma and PTSD at a later age, which the abuse had unfortunately caused. This is still common in places like India, where even though equality seems to be improving with women actively speaking publicly about these issues, many still find themselves receiving vitriolic attacks, including rape threats and gender-specific taunts, also discouraging them from vocalising their opinions. Many of us tend to listen to the opinions of others instead of questioning the patriarchal standards and expressing our problems. We shy away from talking about our own feelings as we are forced to feel guilty about our own opinions. So we do not get the opportunity to speak up. And even if we do, we are shunned or ostracized for using our own voices. Many of us also do not want to put our family's integrity at stake. So we voluntarily allow the cycle of oppression to continue within us. As a result of the shame that we could potentially face if we do speak up, we tend to keep our lamentable experiences a secret. We keep the physical abuse and sexual violence that we have experienced a secret. There have been many cases where women were even deemed unfit under the marriage eligibility criteria and consequently have committed suicide. This is not simply because she could not find a match, but instead it was the fact that she was subjected to constant scrutiny and snide remarks about her and her family. Unfortunately, if we can't communicate our distress due to having nobody available to empathise with us, this places us under immense pressure. We remain trapped in miserable relationships and then judged for our poor choice in men or our inability to escape. Many of us never receive help. Why do people judge? It's a question which I guess a lot of us may be asking ourselves. Well, perhaps the reason to this lies in one's own trauma. Blaming and judging are both equally as easy. We expect people to be empathetic towards our difficult situations. Some may judge and blame us. Judgment and suppression are unfortunate and long-lasting traditions in society. The judgmental accusations many of us face today are most likely the modified and reformed versions of atrocities from the past. 
Wrongful, judgmental comments will never be justifiable, but we must learn to understand the reasoning behind those that judge us. Unfortunately, hurtful comments could be quite standard for the judger, and the reasons for the comments could be the product of the teachings that were passed on down to them. Perhaps they had been accustomed to being ignored and maltreated when they were younger, and so they think it's now fine for others to experience the same maltreatment. We just need to come together, boys and girls, ladies and men, to try to end the vicious cycle of judgment, stereotypes and suffering which perpetuate our society. We should not seek revenge from our past and we should not protect our insecurities onto the upcoming generation. Let us focus all our energy into eliminating judgment. It is time we reframe the previous orthodox strategies that encircle our society and give each other space to breathe instead of interfering with each other's affairs. This does not mean ignoring or neglecting others, but rather allowing people to express their feelings and emotions instead of suppressing them. Because suppressing them would simply be asking people to suffocate by adjusting. To live in a non-judgmental society, we need to be allowed to set our own priorities because we all have different aspirations. For some, that might be building a successful career, but for others, that might be to build a loving family. These two goals can coexist, so as a society, we must stop having to choose. Next time you see a friend or even a stranger, instead of questioning them about their relationships or their career, simply ask them, are you happy? Because in the end, happiness is all that really matters. The simple supportive inquiry is what could make a difference to living in a life of judgment. We also need to start accepting diversity. We need to start calling out television shows which perpetuate stereotypes, commodify women and lack diversity. We must stop selling the idea of slim, presentable, likeable, submissive characteristics as the ideal package for an alliance. Because every type of skin, figure and trait is beautiful. We must remain true to ourselves and learn to be comfortable in our own skin because this is what really makes us beautiful. The unrealistic beauty standards on social media are continually causing us unnecessary harm. There are too many perceptions set by airbrushed cover photos in the media causing us to judge ourselves daily. Regrettably, many of us allow our cycle of suffering caused by our domestic relationships to continue because we fear what society would think. We need to normalise the idea of liberation, which is sometimes achieved by the ending of a marriage. We need to stop stereotyping divorce and is not a sign of weakness, but instead it's a symbol of strength and courageousness. So by bringing a subtle change in behaviour, by tearing down these mainstream operations and by leaving unfortunate past experiences behind, we can make a significant difference in communication and we can empower ourselves to declare our miseries and express our emotions. Let's try to understand each other's problems and start to accept each other's faults. Let's show love and warmth for each other. Why the hate? If we can successfully eradicate these conformist ideologies, then our miseries would cease to exist. So let us work together towards creating a free and accepting society. 
While this episode comes to an end, you may want to check out my book, Victim to Victor, now available on audio, where I have shared my journey of evolving through self-help and a determination to cast off my damaging past. It is my humble attempt to reach out to fellow survivors of abuse and to impact the lives of those who feel helpless. I am sure it will help others to find themselves just as I did. I also have a 12-week self-development plan which is free and aims to guide you to find your higher self. I will add the link in the description below. Please do like this podcast, subscribe to my channel, tag somebody or share this with somebody who you know who is going through a similar situation or who needs help. I will be back with another podcast soon. Until then, take care and stay centred.